And we're getting. <laughs> and we're On back. that note. All right, this is John. And this is Sean. And this is Movie Night with Sean and John. <laughs> the last movie we reviewed the the lodge oh my gosh yeah what, it's, was it brandon it's got to be like four months five months i now? think it's been like six months yeah I think it's you're uh, right. we're in september now yeah so we haven't been going to the movies because no one have y'all heard of, of coronavirus yeah, none of the movie theaters have been open yeah so this is the second week uh yeah i guess so amc just opened back up we both used to have a list yeah. The last time we did this, we were we were still A-list members. I don't know that it. I don't think it exists anymore. right now. Yeah. We both of us somehow got our tickets for tonight's showing though at like fifty three cents. Yeah, on the dot, and then I got a free drink, but I don't know if that's old A-list perks. Yeah, I so. think I think some, we have maybe accumulated some like of a credit or something like that because mm-hmm. something's not right there. We're loyal, you know. But we, we were the we only people in the theater. Which is, that's exactly how I uh, expected it to be. But when I did buy my tickets, like, because you can, I guess we should talk about how it even works now. Because we haven't, uh, me personally, I haven't done anything in months, you know. I haven't done Nothing socially, haven't really uh, gone to a restaurant or a bar or a, a movie, whatever. So... This was a long time coming, and I really wanted to see this movie in the theater because I feel like it's that kind of a movie. But we were re- rewarded with being the fucking only people in the entire theater. Like yeah. we were the only people I saw besides staff actually in the whole in the whole building thirty theater building. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because like I was reserving my ticket because I think you got yours yesterday. And I was like, oh, shit, I got to get the one next to John. And whenever I was reserving it, there was no seats. Like, everything said that it was, it was available. Open. Yeah. And I was like, that's probably a glitch, you know, because they haven't been up and running. So right. their system's, like, slow or something. And no then we one. get there, and we're literally the only two people in the theater. Everyone right? was masked up. Both of us. Yeah, all parties. But not just <laughs> us. I mean the staff. and the uh, co- so the, I mean, there's three people that yeah. work there and, <laughs> and four cops out front. It was the graveyard shift. It was Actually, one, it was, one cop per person there. So it's 8 p.m. on a Wednesday, so we are going in the middle of the week kind of intentionally to offset whatever traffic. But, yeah, we were the only people in the theater. There were maybe three or four employees there, um, and they were all wearing masks. And then there was there was actually, like, sanitation everywhere. At, there was at, at the front door of, of every, every single theater. theater. Yeah. Which is way more than you can say for the fucking local CVS or gas station yeah. or, like, Walgreens. Yeah. And they're talking about pharmacy and health and, you know, it's like the movie theater was actually maybe the most sterile environment, you know, <laughs> like even more than the grocery store, I would I would actually say. This particular one, I'm not saying all of them are like that, but the Gulfgate uh, 30 <laughs> that we just went to was immaculate. They were doing a, a good job, I think. Well, and I think they spent the last six months, like, cleaning up <laughs> everything because it was, like, really pristine. Like, everything was in tip-top shape. But... It's now been open for what, like a week or two? I think, yeah. I think we're on the second week. And maybe. it looked yeah. very clean. Everyone was on the up and up. We were all masked. 
And um, I think you could, if you feel comfortable, and everyone kind of has to decide what they feel comfortable with. You know, like as a movie lover, I have a fear that movies could just go away from the theater and that the, the kind of theatrical experience could not always be guaranteed so like when a film by a filmmaker whose movies i do like comes out i want to go to the theater to support them yeah and us being the only two people in the entire theater it's like this movie can't be doing uh obviously as well as they would have hoped i think it did make 20 million uh this week though oh that's which is more i mean about as good as you can ask for for like opening right after a. see i'm surprised i guess that it's that high actually but I guess that's I don't know if that's his... worldwide though. Yeah. I mean it could be. But I mean I have only been watching movies on my couch on like my uh 45 inch TV at home. Yeah. Uh, I've been playing on my phone the entire time during most movies. Uh I've been like making drinks or like you know it's not the same. getting snacks and like just hanging out watching a movie on the big screen, this loud kind of and movie big. in particular. Yeah, yeah. I watched every second. You know, there wasn't a single time when I was like, "Oh, let me check my Instagram and see right. what's going on." I was a hundred percent into it. I mean, I don't this know that fucking I had understood. your face. Yeah, just you had to be <laughs> just glued, or else it just went right over my head. Well, yeah, you miss five seconds of this film, and, and it, you're just like, "Okay, I." You might as well just where leave. Are we at? Yeah, it was a good. There was a. a for the first half of this uh, this one we're reviewing tonight, Tenet, Christopher Nolan's new movie, I was completely just... I, di- I had no idea what was going on. Well, it eventually about, came around uh, for me, but um, yeah. Let's touch on uh, Chris Nolan a little bit. I think you're pretty familiar with like his work. I think I've seen... I've seen, I think, all of his movies. I think I have, too. Um, I looked on his IM- IMDb earlier. There wasn't anything that I was like super unfamiliar with. But What's your favorite Christopher Nolan uh, movie? Man, I want to say, like, just for uh, nostalgia, like, Inception, like, really blew me away, like, the first time I saw it. And I remember going to see it, like, at midnight, opening night. Yeah. And I was like, damn, like, this is wild. Like, this is insane. I've never seen anything like it. And I think maybe for me, that's the one that resonates most with me. Plus, I love DiCaprio. Yeah. Um, too. But. It's an interesting pairing too. The two of them, and I, uh, dude, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I, I like. Yeah, uh, and Tom Hardy. Well. Like everybody showed up for yeah. that movie. It's really, it's really good. I think my favorite of his films may be The Dark Knight. Really? I fucking love that movie. Like I've seen that movie so many times, but there's something about the scale of it that's just, it's not something you see all the time. And I think right. this movie takes that to the, just the like nth degree you know it just like <laughs> blows it out of the water but with uh and then the performances in the dark knight are also just super strong and he oh, yeah. performance is so memorable and so i've watched that so many times but then also i like dunkirk a lot at first i i was a little frustrated by that movie same with interstellar i really like both of those movies and at first i was more frustrated by them than anything because the non-linear kind of thing and then the tesseract and interstellar there's some like yeah. really heady stuff in there and it frustrated me at first but then after having seen them a few times i i really like those two i but really like uh the prestige nobody yeah. ever talks about that movie but like yeah I so like that that, that one and then there was like another 
magic movie that came out like at the same time with oh. Edward Norton. And uh, but the Prestige to me is like so it's much fr- better. I, I don't like, know if such I saw a the better movie. It's 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 well done and like nobody ever nobody ever talks about it. David Bowie yeah. was in it. Like, and I like the ideas in it too, like uh, Tesla building the machine and and the, uh, the like the cloning, the cloning machine. Yeah, the, it's pretty. I guess that's kind of a thread between all the movies is they're very heady, but mm-hmm. this one is like it was on another level, man. It was like Christopher yeah. Nolan on Christopher Nolan. You know, it's like yeah. Yeah. he wanted to make the most detached from a standard kind of theatrical experience. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I mean, if if the Batman series, like, if you were to equate this to music, like, if the Batman series were, like, like Michael Jackson pop albums, yeah. then, like, Tenet would be some, like, His prog own. album yeah. from, like, it would be, like, exactly. a, a Yes album or yeah. something. It's so... It's, it's stands in stark contrast to like his more straightforward uh, yeah it's stuff. like experimental and I I feel like uh, you would have to watch this movie maybe a couple of times uh, I don't I, know if that's warranted though so like with Inception I do think Inception's comparable in a lot of ways yeah but Inception was by the end of it you knew how you felt about it and you I think you had a pretty good grasp it kind of walked you through the whole thing in the end i think so outside of whether or not he was dreaming in the end you know that was the big question in the end it wasn't a matter of like but what actually also, happened there because this up movie to the viewer too it's like do you think he's dreaming or right not? and it's left open-ended so you can make your own interpretation but the whole story's kind of laid out where this one is is similar to it in in how abstract the concept is but I do not feel like I have the same Grasp inherent of. understanding of what the movie was about after having only seen it one time. Uh, I actually, I'm going to struggle through kind of, <laughs> I think you'll know much better than I like the order of everything. And uh, some of that was I, very confusing. I could, I could try to break it down if you want a simple. Yeah. What's the, what's the, the, the gist of this? <clears throat> if you ooh. could gist this, which is a, that's well, a task. Me, let me stretch a little. Um, all right, the most basic rundown of the movie Tenet that we just saw is um, John David Washington's character, uh, who doesn't have a name. He's just the protagonist. Uh, he's basically like CIA. He's like the special forces, uh, almost like mercenary yeah. kind of soldier um, who encounters this technology that's called uh, inverse inverse technology. They've inverted it, Inver- yeah. In- inverted in- technology, yeah. But it's about entropy, reverse entropy. Yeah, so basically you can, like, re- certain objects can be reversed in time. Uh, so, like, if you shoot a gun, the bullet could go back in the gun. Um, the- there's a big opening sequence where he encounters this yeah, thing. Yeah, we're going to get into that. And so, basically throughout the movie, he's trying to get a better understanding of the origin of this inverted kind of technology, and he goes he's down starting- this rabbit hole of, like, connecting these pieces to get to the big uh, MacGuffin or whatever you yeah. want to call it. The resolution of this. So this chain of events, technology. this chain of events is kind of set in motion over the course of the film. And I don't think it's giving anything away because I think in one of the trailers, it says like, uh, he's like nuclear war and they're like worse. So we know it's like the end of humanity, potentially whatever right. is at the end of this chain of events. And he starts 
understanding that there there is this ability to invert things or to see things in reverse and then he starts perceiving those things as they're happening and then participating in in, in that ver- to in, try and kind of avert this chain of events that's been set in motion something like that right that's that's the most basic <laughs> level because <laughs> i could not really tell you what the ultimate um theme of the film was i think i have some idea but it was like a sentence in in this two and a half hour long movie or how how how, how long was this movie it's it actually seemed kind of long i don't know if it's because like i haven't sat through a movie paying a hundred percent attention in a while or if it's just like you know we haven't been to the theater in a minute yeah uh it felt like it, it was about two longer, hours right? or two and it's, a half no, it's hours 2 30 that's exactly what i thought oh, okay which yeah. is long for this kind of a deal i feel it's like a bond or a Mission Impossible mixed with Inception and like yeah. and like almost yeah like almost like the Matrix in a way it reminded me of of a of a different way to approach an action movie because what? a lot of the action is happening in reverse I guess what I thought about it from a just a the very first viewing uh my gut reaction was that Christopher Nolan had all these images in his mind because the imagery like itself, a bullet going back into a gun yeah, and like a glass the fight scene that's all in reverse and you know like I think in the cars that were going in reverse alongside cars that were going forward stuff like that it seems like he had a vision of all these different scenes because the movie quickly moves through so many different uh environments and and whole different like uh like locations. locations and so it's bouncing between all these things and it felt like to me he had all these visual ideas that he just wanted to get out there and they weaved a story in there but i did not follow the story very closely and it seemed like it was maybe more style over substance to me i would what agree do you think? man i would agree with that but that's not without saying like the style is really there like it's- the, the visual effects, the choreography with like the reverse fighting or uh, inverted fighting or yeah. whatever, um, all those scenes are really, really well done. Um, and one of a kind. I mean, I've never the, seen anything like that. Right, and I mean, these are almost Technical like experimental ideas because I haven't. I mean, I watch a lot of movies. I haven't seen anything. Um, pulled off in this kind of way and the Hans Zimmer score is like really awesome too so it's just like loud and it's got this really cool score and things are going in reverse and the I'm, score I'm, was I'm perfect, catching yeah. up like the action sequences I'm, I'm able to keep up with but I think you're familiar with this kind of a movie a little bit more than me like a little bit sci-fi a little because time travel to me gets so confusing Oh yeah, and people I, I, were going in and out, and there were all these rules that were just so quickly gla- glazed over. That was the biggest problem for me. That was kind of what I was trying to say before: is it felt like, look at my images; they are beautiful, like perfectly framed. Every yeah. frame was like a photo, and the casting was really well done, I think, and and all the characters were framed in a positive light. But the story never really develops the characters because it's moving so quickly. <laughs> between all these like super complex ideas they would they would talk about how you have to wear a mask for your oxygen when you go and and do reverse entropy with yourself but then 
they would do a double reverse entropy and they wouldn't need the mask anymore, it seemed. It, it, Which is, it's like, are you back forward now? And only if you've seen the film could you possibly understand this. And even then, I don't even know that you would because I don't even uh, grasp some of that all the way. She was like, because your lungs, uh, your lung membranes can't uh, breathe the can't reverse breathe the, polarity oxygen. Uh, yeah. And she's like, it's, you know, it's reverse entropy, man. It's like, I, I'm so confused right now. The thing that's, okay... Uh, well, I guess just uh, on a general level, we I think we've talked about this before, but the thing about movies is you have to set up rules, especially in like a sci-fi or horror movie or whatever. Freddy Krueger kills you when you go to sleep. Don't go to sleep or he's going to kill you. Like yeah. that's very simple premise, right? But it's best to lay those out early in the film so you get that in your head this or took like, an hour and a half yeah gremlins if you feed them at night they turn in yeah. bad oh well yeah. we know that about gremlins and then you know something happens but this yes. movie you're talking about like really complex like like uh physics based physic ideas theories right yeah. and every time travel movie is different so if you watch back to the future it's like oh just don't see your past self because you'll <laughs> get weirded out or you watch terminator and it's this like one, well if, if they... you travel back you change the future so the future will yeah. never happen again because there's a new timeline that you created when you went back or something. Right. You know, this one you could all but basically touch yourself, and, yeah, or else everything would explode. And it's hard. That's I literally mean, what they said. They were like, the whole world would end if you interacted with your own but, particles. But the dialogue. So a lot, a lot of the times in a movie where you're dealing with like more complex, like scientific concepts it's best to like slow the movie a little bit and yeah. have like the fish out of water character like hey i don't know what tenant is can you yes. explain tell like, me what the fuck hi, is going on yeah hi new guy this is it this assumes is what so much of yeah. the audience it's like this is what happens whenever you uh reverse yes. uh time or those whatever conversations happen so quickly it was like it was just a, a a thirty second scene in some beautiful restaurant where they're sitting down, and there would be the quickest conversation of like, "Oh, the arms dealer is married to an art dealer, and that's the wife." And and in the next and scene, he'd be picture. talking to the wife yeah. in a whole other location, like on the other side of the world, and we have no idea how long it took him to get there. Right. What her involvement is with the reverse entropy thing? It's like those characters were getting introduced so quickly. The main character doesn't even have a name. He's just the protagonist. Which can work. I mean, like... It can, but the uh, other characters were just as flimsy. You couldn't... You could have just as well get, not given them any names either. Because the <laughs> the romantic interest, if you even want to call it that, I still have no idea why he was so fascinated with her. Or, like, what was so uh, special about her and her son's situation that he had to, like... I mean, I get that she was directly involved with the arms dealer or whatever. I, None of this will sound. Uh, at, it will at make first, any sense. he was trying to like form a relationship with her to like bridge, uh, I guess, the gap to this arms dealer that had inverted uh, technology access or something like that, or he knew where this stuff came from. So well, we know that stuff, but I don't want to give too much away. But oh, okay, basically, uh, yeah. there's a technology that in the future, if this technology is assembled in a certain way will result in the end of humanity in the time that it is assembled, right? I think Once so. Once it's all together, if this thing, one thing happens, then that'll be the end of that civilization. They have like That's what it sounded nine like. Nine pieces of uh, 
in of, of some kind of technology or yes. something like that and you stack them all on top of each other and it destroys It'd be like a weapon or something right like so, something like honestly like there's so much going on in this movie and it moves it, <laughs> it moves so quickly so like this movie's going at 100 miles an hour i and, literally could not look down it was going so fast and, and i still have no like, idea I, I've been sitting on my couch for the past, like, six months. Yeah, I mean... Man. Take it slow. This watching, is the first one like, back in the theater. I, I had yeah. no idea what was going on. I've been watching, like, X-Files reruns yeah. and, like, stupid-ass horror movies and stuff. And, like, I'm barely paying attention. I'm, like, talking to my wife. We're hanging out. I was, I'm, like, texting. So, like... This I was is, trying. This is my first theater movie in six months. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, big screen. Let's do it. I'm gonna be a hundred percent invested, and I could not fucking keep up with what was going on. Like, Let's, there's so much like yeah. scientific talking going on. There's so much like kind of theory, and they're just like 30, brushing it off. Yeah, like thirty it's, second like it's bits of dialogue. Lines. Yeah, exactly. Like All Robert of the dialogue was felt like, like throwaway lines. Right. All oh, in the future, blah blah blah, and we do this, and this is what happened. And like normally, I can keep up with stuff like that, but like this, it's more like theory and physics. Like, yeah. This is based, I guess, in some sort of like. Um, concept about the way that we perceive time, right? And I'm sure. And I'm if you sure reverse Christopher entropy, Nolan then you did could his potentially... research. Like I'm sure this is the closest to like real life theory as you could get. Right? Maybe it's his but... imagination, uh, his interpretation of right. But it's that. also an action movie, and we're moving from place to place, yeah. and there's thing that leads to another thing, and oh, now there's a yeah, uh, inverted thing in- involved in this. And they could have like, cut out whoa. thirty minutes. They but, could have made this a two-hour movie, and and they could have explained some of the technology better, I think, and I yeah, think they also bit. could have developed the characters more. At the very least, I so the casting in this movie is sick. I mean, they they got a great cast. So you got uh, John David Washington, who was in Black Klansman. Denzel's son. He killed it. And he is a charismatic actor. I mean, like, I was with him, although I think he really carries this movie, And the way that he's framed in the film and and lit and just him standing in front of those scenes or driving the boat and stuff, there was something so, like, uh, charismatic about it. Yeah, that's what I mean. And, like, a Bond... uh, super CIA kind of yeah, like a, way. a Mission Impossible. Very, He's like the he the, was the guy. It was yeah. like oh, this makes perfect sense. And then Rob, Robert Pattinson, who I I love Robert Pattinson. I have man. grown to respect him very I, much. I've never seen the Twilight movies. I'm I'm sure they're like an abomination. But all of his other stuff is is great. Um, Elizabeth Debicki. Debicki? So what else I don't has know she been anything in? Anything about her? Widows. I knew I recognized her from something. Oh uh, yeah. We what else? we saw that one. Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't remember her. From I think. That. Oh, I think she's a uh, golden lady in that movie. I don't. She I don't was know good. Her name. She was good. She did a, a good job. I feel like everyone showed up and did a good job. My boy uh, Himesh Patel. Uh, I think that's how you say his name. He was in yep. yesterday. I almost yep. didn't recognize him because he had a big beard. But uh, the Aeronauts. I don't know that I've seen that. I but yeah, I'm familiar either. with yesterday. I haven't seen that though. Um, Aaron Taylor Johnson, who was uh, Johnson, who was the lead from uh, Kickass. And See, he, dude, he you called that. A, I didn't yeah. even. I didn't even. He looks like a different him. person. Yeah, yeah, he really does. Um, he's so scrawny in the first Kickass, and now he's like swollen, has a huge beard. <laughs> he's like grown into a, a, a grown man. Well, for all of the shit that I just talked about, this movie. Yeah, what like, was the good stuff? What the action you... sequences are fucking badass. Like, 
Like there's nothing the, quite like the it. reverse car chase where like one car is. I don't even back. know how they did that. I don't either. And it looked flawless. Like it didn't look like there was that much CGI in it. It looks like they filmed some stuff and then edited it backwards, and then maybe filmed some stuff in like re- just normal like uh, it, speed and it, like. It's cut almost. Them. It, it almost seems like they would have to have filmed both of those things separate and then keyed them into the frame. Right, but it looks flawless. It yeah. looks like like the editing is it was pretty masterful. awesome with like the action sequences. Like it's pretty good. The editing for the narrative is horrible, but the editing for the action. Yeah, I, that's why just, I specifically said only for the yeah, action sequences. Yeah, no, you're one hundred percent. It's right. spot on. It's almost like there was two different editors, and then for everything that yeah. was like dialogue. And like exposition, it's like hurry up, hurry up. We gotta get to a place and fight, or like drive a boat, or yeah. do a thing. It was flying through some of that stuff. I do think that the images themselves were amazing and and perfectly framed. And obviously, Christopher Nolan knows how to make movies. You know, uh, like blockbuster, like big, you know, successful yeah. movies too. And and it felt like this one. He he was this one's for for Christopher Nolan. You know, because <laughs> I, it just it wasn't for. To see one time. It's not. And I would compare it to, like you compared it to a piece of music. It's like, yeah, you do have some artists and the best artists, I think, will sometimes make an album that you can tell they want people to acknowledge that it's it's great. And then sometimes they want to make something that's maybe a little bit more confrontational initially to say, right. like, uh, acknowledge me in a different way. You're going to need to listen to this a few times before you fully appreciate it's uh quality or whatever and this felt like that kind of movie but just from a first one-on-one experience or i mean first time seeing it like i don't know that i'd i i'd go out of my way to see it again uh right now that's what i was trying to figure out too loved the images loved the score the casting is fantastic a lot of good things going for it but i it was a little frustrating to just feel so kind of um i just feel like christopher nolan is assuming so much of the audience and and Mm. uh the pacing of the film that it's like he it's it's as if he's making it for you to see five times and it's like dude maybe i don't want to watch a movie like this five times maybe i just want to watch it the one time or two times you know what i mean I, I definitely agree with that. I And I saw Inception in the theater multiple times. But for me, with Inception... That was more rewarding right up front, though. Right. This was with not... Inception, the first time I saw it, I was like, I completely understand this. Yes. yes. I'm going to go back and watch it because... I, Details. Uh, the, the performances were so good. Yeah. Uh, the film looks so good, and yeah, I want to get all the little details. Oh, when this happened, it was this, or you know, this is a reference to whatever... But, like, this movie, like, it's almost like a job to, like, oh, when this person's reversed, that's him triple inverted from whenever he he went back and did this thing. And it's, like, to me, that's not fun. Like, those technical aspects. I'm just not that kind of movie watcher, I guess. Right. Yeah, and who is the movie for? It's clearly for Christopher Nolan because if a person made that or... You could t- like the, one of the reviews you read that was really funny was like a guy saying if you had a flow chart and like a chalkboard you could really line this thing up and and like work it out and he's like but it's hard to do in a movie theater <laughs> at like two and a half hours uh, pacing between one hundred plus locations and different yeah. conversations about different 
aspects. It felt like they explored the technical stuff so kind of frivolously and quickly in the dialogue and that the dialogue itself was actually mixed uh, from an audio perspective, just like much quieter than like the music, for instance, or the, like if there was a gunfight, it was like, you know, like super loud versus like the dialogue being like, and it would be like that. And you'd be like, wait, what did you, you just gotta say? You got to wear a mask because you can't breathe there because the lungs and something about yeah. carbon. Okay. Now we're, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're running to here. Your lung mem- membranes can't possibly breathe the uh, reverse polarity air. And then, so we're onto this and it was so, it was that quick. And if you, if you like, looked away for a split second it was like i'm what you know what what just happened what to me like this lacked a little bit and i've you know i'm not a filmmaker so i'm just saying as a as a average movie watcher yeah um there's like a little five second scene in and the first terminator the guy gets arrested and the cops bring him in they're like what about the whatever thing he's like ah i didn't build the fucking thing i just came here to the kill a robot and save that girl like it's very simple. The guy doesn't even know. He's just yeah. a soldier. Or in Austin Powers, <laughs> there's part where uh, they build the time traveling car in the second one. And he's like, "Oh, I've gone cross-eyed." You know, like Austin Powers doesn't know. He just knows he has to drive a car through a thing. Right. But in this movie, they specifically lay out the science, like, "Oh, this and this and blah blah blah." In thirty seconds. But increase. I'm not a fucking scientist. I don't know what these words like really the mean. The concepts I'm just, you're like, introducing an... us to so quickly are. Brand really new concepts complex. and brand new concepts for us. And yeah, because we didn't are, think of the film over the course of the last like three or four years. These are like college, like master thesis level, like <laughs> concepts. And like, I don't know that much about science. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just like to go watch movies sometimes. So, like, I to me, I'm just like, what, what? Yeah, like that's it wild. was a lot. And just the, the actual pacing of the film is so abrupt and kind of, um, just it's it's paced in a way that makes it very disorienting it's, because it's almost rushed there's like, so so much that happens in that time and so little exploration of the characters relationships to each other the narrative of the film kind of happens through the action in a way you know it was mm-hmm. like that was really what kept my interest was was just the way that the actions progressed. It was like, oh, I can see that I saw this in a one perspective initially where it was going what seemed like forward, and right. then now we're seeing it go uh, in a reverse way. But it's, you know what I mean? It was like I could lay those bits out through the actions. That was what ended up making more sense to me because the technical stuff was just so... Uh, just it just went over my head. It was just like, it a- happened too quick. <laughs> it happened too fast. They were lay- laying out those concepts in sixty second bits of dialogue that were mixed extremely low, and then you'd have a Hans Zimmer score going, dum, 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 just <laughs> and then the the dialogue is mixed like so quiet. I mean that score was badass, and that's probably no, one of the awesome. best parts of the movie is like just those like swells, you know, just those like really charismatic like yeah. Um, but yeah, like I know next to nothing about, about any sort any of, of the science characters. or physics. Uh, well, oh. that too. Yeah. And then like the character motivations are, some of them are thin Yeah, at no, best. They're all some thin. of them don't really even hardly exist. I did like the, the on-screen chemistry with, uh, John Robert David Watson. Yeah. And, uh, Robert Pattinson. I thought that they worked pretty well together no they were great and that friendship and that connection like actually I felt want more. believable i to want me. more i want to know more about right. them and their relationship together and why 
Robert Pattinson seems so familiar. They just toss that in in the, in the last 20 seconds of the movie as this throwaway dialogue, and it's like, this was the best part of the whole film was their chemistry. Right. And they're trying to make it about his chemistry with this woman. Right. And I, the woman I, was fine. She, uh, the, the mom, the character in the film, uh, she was fine. What's her name? Cat. Cat. I couldn't even tell you. <laughs> So and none you of have them, cats. but he's de- yeah exactly. But he's de- <laughs> he, it felt like Christopher Nolan was more attentive to that relationship as far as to how it related to the rest of the narrative mm. versus the one that felt like a natural fit, which was Robert Pattinson and John David Washington. It felt like that was more. Oh, in the end, in the last thirty seconds of the film, he's like, "Oh, this is why I kind of seem familiar to you." It's like, well, man, and- you're just throwing out these little bits that are. My favorite bits you're kind of not attentive to. And then mm. all the technical stuff was like, it seemed like there was attention to detail paid there, but they also rolled that out so quickly that I couldn't tell you what was going on. And so, yeah, like comparing this to Inception, I mean, Inception at least takes the time to give you like little hints at DiCaprio's background. And then he What's meets going on with Joseph Maul? Gordon-Levitt and he's kind of like a like wise ass and they're cracking jokes a little bit. And then Tom Hardy's there and he's like... You know the badass guy, and they're they're kind of interacting a little bit. Yeah, and I think Ellen Page is there. Yeah, they're all. She's like they're, a protege. Right, right. They're all kind of you the know. The characters are involved enough that we care about them, and whether they live or die. Right, and this one, it's like the concept itself was the theme of the film, and the rest of it was like uh, peripheral. You know. Yeah. Which and is it, we- it, it's a weird way to make a movie, and I know that he was trying to do something completely unique. And, and it, it is was that. unique. Yeah, it, was, it definitely is I would that. definitely see it the one time. I would 100% recommend going to see it at least the one time. But it, for me, it was frustrating in a lot of ways. It wasn't an immediately rewarding movie in the same way that a lot of his other stuff is. I think some people um, are going to enjoy this one at home. So you can rewind it and be like, wait, what the fuck just happened? Because right. I really don't understand. And then I think some people like me, like, you know... There's a lot of movies that exist. There's hundreds of movies that come out a year. In a normal year, there's like 800 movies that come out because you have foreign films and documentaries and big whatever. There's a lot of movies out there. Sometimes I don't watch the same movie twice because I want to watch some classics or I want to watch some stuff that fell through the cracks. I don't know that I have enough time in my life to go sit through another two and a half hours of this like at home be like oh i just want to make sure that uh, at this part this is an inverted uh, so why version can't of the whatever. lung membranes um breathe the reverse, let, reverse polarity or when on, you've double reverse polarity. yeah someone on youtube has covered this let me find like reverse, a, a, a reddit a reddit <laughs> like a reddit thread to see like what yeah. the what's really going on in this scene and I'm sure, dude, this movie is probably going to be talked about like forever. I'm sure there's people that are going to love that stuff. Like, I'm just not that that guy, you know. Well, the theater was empty on a Wednesday night. I don't can't speak to the rest of the week, but it sounds like this movie has done fairly well considering, you know, I think where we are have, with the pandemic. Yeah, I mean, I so because and I really I might edit this to put this at the front, but like how <laughs> how do you feel about? The movie going experience, like in the time of uh, the pandemic, man. Personally, I, I'm like, glad to be back at the movies. Like I was telling you, like we went early because back in back when we used to do this all the time, we would go like five minutes before the movie started. Like yeah. I've seen these trailers like 50 times. I don't want to see them again. 
Wine but, Rush, yeah. Yeah, I texted you earlier, like, oh, let's get there early. Like, I I'm want, excited. I want to watch the trailers. Like, yeah. I want to sit in a theater, like, get your uh, popcorn or whatever and your drink. Yeah. Let's, like, suck it in. Like, I want to feel the like the... Yeah. And, like, I am glad to be back seeing a movie on the big screen loud as fuck. Yeah. Like, it was it was awesome. Like, this movie wasn't my favorite movie, but the experience... Totally worth the experience. I'm just glad I got to see a movie in the theater again. Like, it was awesome to be there. And it was kind of cool that it was just, like, us, because we could talk yeah. a little bit during it. And that was the only way to really, for me, to understand the movie. Because yeah, right. I, I seriously... Our viewing yeah, experience. I seriously did not understand <laughs> as it was happening until the very, very uh, final kind of edit segment or whatever. But I guess... My overall thought is I'm very concerned long term that like the the theater um, as we know it will not be a sustainable thing if if people don't go to the movies at least to some extent during this time because and maybe maybe that's an incorrect assumption, but it seems like um there's certain parts of the entertainment industry that the the um, federal government doesn't seem super concerned with like the the sustainability of or ability to conduct business during this time and i actually felt like at least this one amc they did a fucking bang up job yeah there were sanitation stations at the entrance to every single theater no one was there the only people who were there were all wearing masks, and um, they maybe had three or four staff for a thirty uh, theater, yeah, you know, cinema 30 or whatever. Screens, I think. So, man, it did feel good to get back to the theater, and I hope that we can continue to uh, get back to doing that you know and it sucks that like we're put in this position of and i guess you can be strategic about what days of the week you go or whatever yeah and we went on a weeknight kind of hoping to avoid traffic but i do think man i just hope that the theater as we know it kind of sticks around you know because it it has been a, a meaningful thing in my life it sounds silly but like not having the movies for the last several <laughs> months has been pretty like super depressing for me actually well, like it actually really negatively affected my mental health because I work from home. So when you work from home and you stay at home all the time, it just starts to blur together in a way that's oh, yeah. like just kind of unhealthy and it uh, it adds up. You know, it's like at a certain point you kind of have to, for me personally, it's like tonight was super fun because I haven't left the fucking house and uh, to do something like this in, in like six months or whatever. And it's just like... The entire or five months, four or five months, whatever it is. The the entire point of movies existing is for like pure escapism. Yeah. Maybe you go on a space adventure. Maybe it's a love story. Maybe that's a animated. Anything could happen. It's, what better time it's, to escape? Right. It's <laughs> escaping from real life for a couple of hours and just enjoying whatever you're thrown into. A lot of times, I don't even watch trailers because I just want to. I just want to show up and yeah. like whatever happens, happens. I don't even want to know. Yeah, you know, just like take me there. I'm I'm ready for the journey. Yeah. Um, and this to me, like maybe it wasn't my favorite movie, but like 
it was escapism for a couple of hours. I wasn't worried yeah. about anything that was going on I in like the world. I wasn't worried about work or like, you know, the pandemic for a little bit. Not to say Dude. we weren't being safe, but right. this was a it nice felt- distraction and it was much needed with everything that's going on right now. Yeah. So, and I feel I, like generally, I personally have been uh, very responsible. And not have I haven't really gone out of my immediate circle and done social things, and so for us to actually be the only people in the theater was actually so awesome too, because it was like it's like a nice payoff. Yeah, and we got <laughs> to kind of um, enjoy it and not have to worry as much about that for that immediate. Yeah. Uh, you know that two and a half hours. Away. And and for the price of a movie ticket during the week, I I know uh, our tickets were like a dollar somehow. I don't know how that works. I think we're getting some payoffs from. But still being I do A-list see members. that a lot of the uh, stuff is like thirty percent off right now because I think no one's going to the theater. Well, and every person that I've known personally that has gone to the movies in the last two weeks, they've been the only people in the theater no when they went to the movies. Yeah. Well, and the the cost of like streaming movies on Amazon Prime is it's like insane. It's yeah, ridiculous. the new Mulan movie is like thirty dollars, and you have you to sign me? up for like Disney Plus uh, Extreme Service or some shit like that. But that sounds. Like I mean, why not? Bullshit. Why not go now that it's safe and go to the theater? And they and did a great job. Gulf Point Thirty, I would recommend for a yeah, person. For and sure. I'm very mindful of that stuff. Like they seemed, they seemed very um, on it as far as the. Social distancing and the masks and the whole sanitation was concerned. So what's your final star rating for Tenet? What I'll say, man, Christopher Nolan, I just think we, we part of me wants to appreciate it because these kinds of directors, there's only so many of them yeah. um, who really can fully realize a concept that's as far out there as this and still make it a somewhat enjoyable experience. And it was enjoyable, like, in the theater, being back for the first time in so long, like, it was fun. Um, I'd say, I mean, it looked incredible. The the Hans Zimmer score alone, I'd say, like, 3.5, but I don't know that I would see it again. You know, I think it was, that's fair. It was good, not great. It's not his best stuff. It's probably my, my least favorite film of his, but he's, he's so strong visually here that it... it it's uh, it's a singular viewing experience. I cannot think of another movie that did certain things in this I've not seen before. You know, so that alone, I say three point five, but I don't think I would see it again. I would agree with basically everything you just said. Like three and a half, because of the scope of it, and because you're yeah. you're kind of treading in waters that haven't been like, you know, too heavily experimented in before. Like the cinematography was amazing. The casting was great. Yeah. The score was awesome. The visual effects were great. Yeah. I just didn't connect with the, the story. Narrative. Yeah. And like that missed opportunity almost because yeah. it could have been something killer. You know, it really it already was. It was cool. It's definitely cool, but it's like, man, I'm just I just it I it overwhelmed me. It yeah. it was like this the 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 um technical aspect of it was was just beyond me. For that first viewing, it's like it's too much. Well, I think I would recommend it for a theater viewing. I would recommend everybody go to the theater. Yeah, really, right now. Um, maybe not all at the same time. You know, <laughs> maybe do it on a weeknight, and maybe go to the matinee. Like, yeah, 
we hadn't actually even planned on seeing this together. This was like a... Kind of last minute Yeah, thing. and the theater just happened to... That's the cool thing. Is so now, if you, if you do go to AMCs, which it seems like they're trying to do their thing, you can um, you can reserve your, your ticket on the app, and you can see that the theater is empty. I think we did it, yeah? I think so. All right. <laughs> this is John. <laughs> this is Sean. <laughs> this is Movie Night. <laughs> <John>. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs>